Welcome to the Live 1002 podcast, where simple actions are multiplying into extraordinary impact around the world when we live Luke 10, verse 2. Joining us today are Julie and Matt from the United Kingdom, and we'll be chatting about the harvest that is plentiful during quarantine through social media. Um, well, actually, one of my favorite stories, I'm Matt. Um, hi, everybody. Um, is the fact that um, people are very keen now um, to talk and get together. And in, for instance, there's a friend of mine who um, he's uh, single, lives alone, um, and he's been unable to work because of the quarantine. Um, but we've been getting together um, to do some discipleship training um, via Zoom or FaceTime, um, whichever one we can connect on. Just been going through some stories of hope. Um, I've shared the three circles with him, which is quite, uh, quite keen to get to know. Um, but this week we looked at our personal testimonies and how we can use that as part of sharing the gospel. Um, and uh, what was very encouraging with that was um, when I asked him to pray to uh, finish, he was thanking God for our time together. And um, in his prayers, although um, this uh, time is actually quite horrible for a lot of people because of the virus, he said he's quite thankful that we've been able to have this time to get together more than we would have done usually and also to learn some new tools for evangelism. So that's quite encouraging. I think for me, um, my favourite story um, of what God's doing is the stories of hope. Um, I first went on some training with Chuck Wood, and he was going through the stories of hope with us, and um, hadn't really used them much before. Uh, but I felt I wanted to start talking to people on social media. And over the years, I've picked up lots of um, Facebook friends um, from different workplaces. Many of them are not Christians. And I thought this would be an ideal opportunity to start sharing stories of hope with them. So just came up with an idea of just doing a simple, like a clip really, and um, telling a story of hope, maybe uh, asking some questions and saying a quick prayer at the end. So really just two, two minutes of in length. And now we've, we've started doing quite a few of them. I think we've done eight now. So each week we do a new story of hope. And I think the best thing is that some people have shown a real interest in it. My daughter, Hannah, I mean, she's far from God, but she looks forward to listening to the story of hope. And she listens to it with her boyfriend and she takes it into work and she plays it to someone at work, a young woman who's got learning disabilities. And she said it was absolutely fantastic. So. I think that's that's great. And, and also my nephew, Nathan. Nathan, he's got lots of friends on social media. He always gives it a thumbs up and he shares the stories of hope with all of his friends. So just a simple clip. And I think it can really spread uh, through your contacts that you've already made on social media. So it's getting the, the word of God out there. I think that's amazing. Would you all share, Julie and Matt, a little bit of your story? Yeah, of course. Um, we became Christians in 1989, so it's quite a few years ago now. I know we don't look that old on the podcast, um, but um, we've actually um, kind of been, sort of, I suppose, felt called into the ministry one way or another um, from the very beginning. We're just keen to um, get on and sort of find out about God, and uh, we wanted to be baptised in water, we wanted to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, and we're just really keen to serve God in any way. Um, and over the years, we've done so as best we can with, um, you know, work-related, etc. Um, for myself, I um, became a minister and worked within the ministry. 
um, and um, sort of been assistant pastor um, pastor of churches um, until just recently, a year ago, um, I was full time in the ministry, assisting in one of our Assemblies of God churches in a village in Northamptonshire, which was good fun. Um, and um, that sort of took us up to almost where we are now, really. I mean, looking back, Matt and I have always been interested in reaching out and reaching people who are outside the church. Uh, and also, we've always had an interest in discipleship, but we didn't really understand how that could be done. So we've worked in churches, we've done lots of different types of ministries, um, but it came to a, a sort of a turning point for us about sort of 18 months ago, we started asking questions, you know, what is discipleship? And we felt that um, something new was happening in our lives. I think about a year ago, a friend on Facebook invited me to a No Place Left training, which was uh, in England. And um, I went along to that and heard about lots of tools and ideas, which was really exciting. And we went out door to door, which I loved. So that was fantastic for me. Um, when I came back, I started sharing some ideas with Matt. Um, but we didn't really know how it could all really fit together. And after a little time, we decided to go, well, we'd say off-road. We decided to leave church leadership and do missions in our hometown. So that's what we've been doing for the past year to 18 months, I would say, um, going door-to-door, talking to people in churches, uh, trying to reach people here. And I think about Three months ago, um, I started doing some training online with Chuck Wood, and he was teaching about uh, stories of hope, how to use three circles, but how you could fit it all in together. And suddenly, it just felt like I had some really useful tools that I could, I could use and started sharing these with other Christians. But also, I just started to feel really confident myself in sharing my faith. And then the lockdown came. So... Um, couldn't really do any face-to-face evangelism and um, you know we decided to go online and continue what we were doing but do it online. It's wonderful how God has provided technology in a season such as this during the quarantine. What are some of the different ideas that you all have either discovered or that you've learned that you're really seeing God use in this time of doing ministries through social media? just diversifying it a little bit and using the technology. You know, we, we used to, um, pre-COVID, we'd be perhaps doing some street evangelism down our local shopping precinct and um, just speaking to people really as they as they came past. Uh, we've done a bit of door-to-door um, and obviously uh, speaking to our friends and family, sharing the gospel with them. So what we've tried to do is sort of convert that into um, and just using the technology that we have and um, like Julie said, she's done um, some of the um, short stories, uh, stories of hope. Um, each week she puts them out. We've um, then also tried a few different things of, of putting out some invitations to perhaps have a gathering online, which haven't been greatly successful. So, you know, I like to sort of point out that not everything um, you try always works, but I think it's just having a go at, at trying something. Um, and uh, we found that... Um, with sort of the one-to-one with somebody um, online seems to be more successful than the group sessions online. Um, possibly because some, some people just aren't really confident at perhaps using the technology and also then having other people engaged in that as well. They may feel a little bit insecure or uh, inadequate. So we found that people engage better on the one-to-one. 
so we've um, we've just found that, that that actually just contacting some of the people that we already know um, uh, has been more successful at the moment during this uh, the lockdown time. I think for me, and when I first started focusing on social media, um, and we were sending out the stories of hope um, clips, I, I found I, I was just sharing it maybe once a day. But then, as I was really thinking and praying about it. I realised that these things disappear very quickly down a long line of posts that people put up. So I think when you're sharing on social media, it's good to share it at multiple times throughout the day so that everyone has a chance to see it. And sometimes um, I had people who I'd messaged to ask them if they were okay, uh, said I was praying for them and, and how they're doing during the lockdown. And some of those people came back to me with responses. Many of them are not Christians. And I'd send them a message and say, oh, we've been making some, some clips. Would you like to see it? Sent it along to them and maybe ask them a question. Um, and some of them said that all oh, they'd seen we'd made a film um, and it was on social media and they meant to watch it, but it had disappeared. Because I think if you've ever tried to find something that you wanted to look at later on, I mean, you, you'll never find it. It's just disappeared. So I think it's good to post it many times uh, on your social media account, but also try to engage with people that you know. Ask them how they're doing. Um, share a Bible verse. Ask them if you can pray. Um, share a, a clip. Um, you can use other people's story of hope clips if you, if you prefer. But I think it'd be great if everyone made their own stories of hope uh, clips because this would really um, reach the people you know. Another thing I do is um, people can't always watch a video when they're on social media. They might be, I don't know, sitting up in bed and they don't want to disturb their partner or they could be at work or even traveling on the bus and watching a video is just not convenient. So maybe also try to post some eye-catching photographs with a, with a Bible verse and a short thought for the day so that you can get the message out in different ways. And instead of telling people, why don't we ask them questions? If we ask them questions, you know, they're going to want to answer and that opens up a conversation. And then maybe we can do some pastoral care, you know, show that we really do want to engage with people. We're interested in them. So, you know, we're going to be different. Thank you all so much for sharing these ideas that you all are finding and, and even adjusting things that you have been doing to see and engage the harvest that is plentiful during quarantine. What are some of the stories that just excite you about what God is doing in this time? I quite enjoy making the films. I think the, the good thing is because I'm not in it. Um, you know, I've got a good face for radio, apparently. Um, whereas uh, Julie actually just seems quite natural in sharing the um, stories of hope. But I've quite enjoyed um, helping make those. Um, not that I'm a technical whiz of, uh, at all, but uh, I've quite enjoyed filming it and um, just putting it together. Um, having a few ideas, um, and then just seeing it, um, seeing Julie post it out online has been fantastic. I've, and, and what's encouraged me is how we've been able to kind of work together probably a little bit more during this time than we have normally. Because we both um, have our full time jobs as well, and we've kind of been working together anyway on, on and through the whole process, you know, from uh, before COVID and, and now. But for some reason, it just seems that we've kind of found a few more little things extra to do together. Um, and that's something that we do enjoy and we're good at, good at is working together. Um, and just doing these films is, um, I, I found it good fun, to be honest with you, but it's good fun with a great purpose as well, because we've enjoyed 
putting it together um, and uh, just posting the gospel out there to whoever um, it helps to hit as, uh, as it gets sent out through the, um, the World Wide Web. I think for me, it's probably been um, being able to network with, well, everyone in the No Place, Le- no Place Left network globally. So it's not just the UK, but it's opened up um, a whole lot of new friends and colleagues that I can um, talk to. And I've been able to get so much training and um, my confidence over the last three months has really, really grown in personal evangelism, discipleship, and I've linked up with Chuck Wood. I, I really like his his style, the way he does things, and he's made me feel comfortable and confident to be able to share the things that he's been teaching me with others. And I think since I've been um, networking there, I mean, I think I'm networking with five women now, um, teaching them the tools, talking to them about witnessing. And these are people that weren't really confident in witnessing before. So for me, being able to come alongside other people and pass on some of those tools, the skills and see their confidence grow has been really fantastic. I mean, one woman that I know um, called Barbara, uh, she's really excited about the things she's been learning and uh, she wants to share her story. She wants to share uh, the three circles. She's been been teaching other women the three circles. So that's fantastic. And also, you know, Barbara's a bit isolated. Her church is not meeting and I've been able to meet with her every single week. And for her and for me, that's a fantastic time. You know, we look forward to it. We're encouraging each other to witness. So, you know, for both of us, that's been amazing. And these things probably wouldn't have happened before the lockdown. So I think that's something that's expanded. And something that's really hit us both as well is um, uh, in, in Matthew 28, where Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Um, he didn't say, go make disciples of all nations, but take a break if there's a pandemic. He says, go make disciples of all nations. So, you know, we just felt, yeah, Lord, we just got to get on and do something. Um, we can't just sit back and think this is the time to have a break. Um, and um, praise God that he's given us some ideas and some way ahead, way ahead and some thoughts. And uh, some have worked, some haven't. And, and as I said earlier, the um, thing is, if, if something comes to you and, you know, you want to give it a go, try it. If it doesn't work, do something else you know and that's just what we've been doing there's a few things we've attempted that haven't been very successful and uh, some of these other things have been so we just thank god for actually the the the, the, the things that have been great and the things that have been great because we've got to we've kind of tried things out to get where we are today so you know we thank god for that it's a great learning curve that's great how has your vision for the uk been impacted by this quarantine yeah um because obviously this is something that, that nobody's expected at all. I mean, you know, if I think if we sat down uh, this time last year and and forecast what might be happening, we'd be saying, well, you just me out, you're out of your mind, you know, you must be mad. Um, but here we are now. Um, and so before um, the quarantine and, and uh, the lockdown, um, we we were kind of out and about, as I uh, said earlier, we'd perhaps go down the town and share our faith with a few people and, even that, you know, we'd uh, meet up with people we haven't seen for years. Some were Christians, some weren't. And one couple we haven't seen for a long time, we had a coffee with, a chat and shared, you know, where we are, what we're doing. Um, so we'd be out and about. We'd, um, once or twice a month, we'd go and visit a different church. 
um, usually a church that we haven't been to for a little while or, or that, you know, that we've got friends and contacts in. And we'll be just sharing with them what we're doing and, um, you know, how we're going about things to share an hour of vision, really, for Kettering, um, where we live. And, um, and witnessing and sharing our faith, you know, sharing the gospel, etc., with people. Um, so, so kind of then um, this lockdown came along and actually things changed quite dramatically. I think um, we've still got a vision for Kettering, but we've got a lot of friends from all different countries now. But as far as a local uh, calling is concerned, you know, this is still our mission field, our hometown where we live. We've still got our neighbours and people that we know, some of them through social network now. Um, but, you know, we've still got our home. We're still in a neighbourhood. And, um, you know, things as things begin to relax a little, and we're walking around the estate. Um, we, we are starting to talk to people again because they're out and about more. They're more willing to have a conversation. So, you know, this week, um, as I've been talking to the, the women I'm, I'm supporting, we've been saying, well, how can we uh, share our testimony when we're having a conversation about this virus? So we've been practicing that. So, you know, this week we're preparing to go out and try and engage with people again at a distance, but to share our testimony. And also, you know, we've got our front garden, our front yard, and spending more time out there, um, just tidying up, growing some plants out there, just so that people can see us. We're, we're a visible presence in the neighbourhood and hoping and praying for opportunities to engage with people. So I think this has been a time of preparation for us. It's tested our determination to witness um, it's allowed us to access some amazing training and some really awesome support um, and I think we're in a stronger position now than we were before to go out into our local area so we're excited that even though things are going to be different we feel like we're really equipped to go out and do these things and we've had this time to really uh, think about how we're going to achieve um, the mission here in our local town so, yeah, I think our vision has been um, expanded, really, through the quarantine. And definitely we're excited to be able to get back onto the mission field mm. in Kettering, in our hometown again. So just for fun, what does a typical day in quarantine look like for you all? I suppose uh, for me, um, I work for um, the local government, local authorities, we call it here. Um, and um, so I'm working from home a few days a week, then going over to the office probably one or two days a week. Um, so from that point of view, very different because before this, we, we weren't working from homes. So we've got a hands-on service um, that, that we, we give um, and the team are working. We, we deal with um, uh, different aspects of, uh, uh, of the community in the sense that where if we have fly tipping um, where people just leave their rubbish at the side of the road or in the countryside. So we have to kind of investigate that to look for evidence. Um, and there's other different environmental issues that we deal with. So it's quite a hands-on job. So um, working from home has been a little bit of a challenge um, because um, it's, it's reading emails and thinking, I need to go and do something about this, but I can't at the moment until tomorrow or the next day. But then um, with that, though, is kind of uh, being at home has just helped in the sense of... Um, it just makes you sort of more aware of your community because you suddenly hear something outside and you have a look and think, oh gosh, and um, nothing bad's happening, but you know, hear somebody talking, and think, oh, there's real people about. 
so it kind of just opens your eyes really for me to, to realize actually the community I live in there's uh, so many different people about so many because I tend to go to work in the morning come home in the evening uh, unless we go out down the town to, to see people that's about it really with um, much of contact outside of church um, so yeah it's just helped me to kind of really value the community around here to see um, uh, every Thursday evening, eight o'clock, um, people go out and applaud the NHS and the key workers, um, and just to see some of the neighbours doing that and saying hi to them. And so it's just, just, just really brought on different, uh, a different view of life, really. Um, just, just seeing work from a different aspect as well, and uh, the importance of um, being free to go and do what we need to do. I think for me, it's been, um, you know, quite every day. I mean, I work from home anyway. So we get up in the morning, we take the dog for a walk, we can do that still, and sometimes go for a run. And then I work from nine till five. So that's, you know, no different to to, to how it was before, really. Um, but I guess the, ch- the biggest change for me has been not being able to see my grandchildren face to face. So that's been a bit difficult. But, you know, we'll, we'll get back to normal at some stage. So um, it's just a everyday routines. So really, I haven't noticed a huge difference apart from the fact it's uh, interrupted or sort of paused the mission that we were doing here. But, you know, thank God we've been able to, to do more online. So we don't feel that we've been parked up. We feel that we've, we've still got plenty to be doing. So, yeah, really excited about new opportunities and new skills. Yeah, one um, sort of big difference as well, really, has been um, celebrated a, a birthday yesterday. And um, it was quite different because uh, to to celebrate my birthday, usually at some stage the family will come around and have a meal together um, and uh, just share some lovely time together. Um, but I saw um, two of our children from the driveway. They sat in their car on our front drive and, and uh, sort of put the present at the door, rang the doorbell, sat in the car, um, and spoke to them from the car, which was really strange. Um, but out of all that, the one good thing is that, that uh, Julie and I have had to eat all of my birthday cake. <laughs> we didn't have to share it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. So for those that are listening, and the vast majority will have access to social media in different ways, what would you challenge or encourage them in as we close out our time together? I think, um, you know, you've got a lot of friends on social media and um, maybe they don't really know you're a Christian. That could be one thing. So just start getting the message out there. could just be a Bible verse or a thought for the day. So make the most of those opportunities you've got. Uh, and also, you know, keep it real. Don't always be sharing about the Bible and your faith. Put some fun posts up as well. You know, maybe a, a picture of yourself red in the face after a run or you know a cake that you've made so be normal people don't want to just hear you um talking about jesus all the time we need to have relationship with people so you know keep it as real as you can but don't be ashamed of sharing the bible uh, god's word uh, asking people to pray build relationships send personal messages to people you know do the things you, you would be doing under normal circumstances in your neighborhood but just take it online and maybe there's a social networking site like LinkedIn. Maybe you're a professional. You've, you've been taking some time off because of the virus. Go on to LinkedIn or another network and try and make new friends on there. Search for people who've got common interests or common professions. 
people on those types of networks are very willing to to accept your friend request. And if you see their post and it's interesting, send them an encouraging message, ask them a question, get to know these people, because this is an amazing opportunity to make new friends too. You can also um, keep contact with the people that you, you know, the older friends. Some people perhaps you haven't seen for some time. Um, and if you're not so good with social media, um, then use um, your phone to text, call or Zoom or whatever platform you can, FaceTime, um, just to get in touch with people, just to say hi. Um, cause that's what I did with um, my friend and um, that I've known for some time. And, and now we're meeting on a weekly basis, going through some training together, discipling each other. So, um, you know, there are many different ways, many different things. Um, it's just the important thing is actually having to go at something. And we've got a YouTube channel, so Julie Buckingham. We've got all of our stories of hope, hope on there. If you want to use them, you know, feel free to share them yourself. If they're a tool that helps you to share the gospel with others, then we're more than happy for you to use anything we've got. Thank you for listening. Resources are at www.live1002.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it, leave a comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. Join us as we live 1002 until there's no place left. What is one simple action item that you can do this week to share the gospel and to reach out to your friends through social media? 